Thank you for tuning in to another interview here at UVA Radio. My name is Timon, I'm here with Felix, and today we are interviewing Stadsdeel voorzitter Masha ten Brugge-Kate, who is the Stadsdeel voorzitter, the head of the central borough in Amsterdam. Goedemorgen, we were a bit late, but, but that's okay. It's a busy day, of course, busy day for Amsterdam, as we have the big, big ceremony for Ajax. Is that happening? It's happening today. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was, a, it was a fake Facebook event because no, they had no, ones no, at the semifinals. Real. No, it's, real. it's very real. Uh, when you cycle to the Museumplein now, you can already see that everything is prepared to uh, to, to receive a lot of uh, visitors. Oh, wow. And the mayor will be there this afternoon. to. Oh, uh, really? she, yeah. She's going to do a little speech. It's like a tradition that the mayor does a three-sentence speech and that everybody starts yelling starts and whistling and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and throws beers at her. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. That's the tradition. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, she said that she was looking forward to that. Okay, nice. Yeah. It's uh, It will be another another funny moment in uh, her career. So h- how involved are you in this ceremony? Because Museumplein is not Stadsdeel Centrum, right? So no, so I'm not involved yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, for us, uh, uh, the city center of Amsterdam, uh, probably people will celebrate as well at the Rembrandtplein, Leidseplein. Of course, yeah. Walle, so we, we're prepared for that. In some way involved. Yeah, so we're prepared for yeah. th- our own parties and what is your role exactly because i think a lot of people listening won't know exactly what you do no i'm the stadsdeel voorzitter Mm -hmm. which is basically the the mayor for the city center of amsterdam Uh, so i work in close cooperation with uh, uh, halsma the the mayor for amsterdam and um yeah it's 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 a bit like assistant to or uh uh, running the city center Mm -hmm. so um which is a big job it is, it is. And, and there's a lot to do here in the city center. And what I really like about this job is that whatever happens in the center of Amsterdam, everybody in, well, at least the Netherlands is looking at that. So there's a lot of people uh, that they're always interested in what's happening here. So mm. that makes it a very interesting job. Okay. And my por- portfolio is, um, well, all the regulations and all the things uh, uh, the mayor is doing. So it's about regulations uh, for uh, uh, horeca, bars, restaurants, terraces, uh, events, and uh, monuments. Uh, I do that as well. And um, uh, uh, social policies. Mm. I've heard a lot recently about that the city center wants to encourage less tourism. Is that true? Or wants to encourage less uh, drinking tourism? No, that's a very clear question. Um, uh, What we want is that the people living here still enjoy to live here. So Mm. it's it's more about the livability and to... uh, uh, Drinking is fine, visiting is fine, but we want the visitors to behave a little bit. Mm. That's the whole thing. Will drinking also still be fine if you're on a boat? Yes, because yesterday the mayor said that she was not going to regulate that. Okay, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we cleared that out of the way. Yeah. So, how long have you been doing this job now? Uh, almost exactly a year. Okay, so yeah. that's right after the 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 Stadsdeel. Um, so in in English you call it borough um, when they change the system, right? When they yeah. Um, how how has that transition been? Uh, well, I was uh, before I started this job. I was a member of the city council. Yeah. And then uh, one of my subjects to discuss was uh, the future of the, the organization of the city. 
so we had a lot of political discussions about how we wanted to continue with uh, the boroughs and yeah. uh, the political representation in the boroughs. Um, and then from the elections onwards in March last year, um, the new system started. But there was a lot of discussion about it, but it did not really change that much because I still have more or less the same job as the people who did this before me. The only big difference is that I was appointed by um, the alderman instead of uh, elected. Instead of by the, directly uh, elected. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so you've been doing this for a year now. Uh, before you worked at, at the Stadsdeel, because you're a member of DSS, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what has it that you have done in the last year that you are most proud of that you achieved? Um, well, I think that still has to come, but I'm most proud of the cooperation with the mayor and explaining all these different types of regulations we're going to start to uh, to change the tourism because it's not that we want to uh, forbid everything, but there are s certain kinds of tourism that... Uh, well, are really, really bothering the people uh, living here in of the city course, center. Yeah. So we should keep the balance. And that's basically what I'm working on all the time to keep yeah. the balance. It it's never be... done right. It's never done, I guess. No, no. Yeah. And and, no, and not yet. Um, <laughs> so it, it should be nice to visit Amsterdam because I think it's, it's great to be an open, liberal city. But on the other hand, it should be nice to live here as well. Yeah. And uh, What kind of policies are you implementing to achieve this? Specifically. Um, well, at this moment, uh, we started with uh, a lot of short-term uh, regulations, um, which is about well, uh, the the signing the the banners that say that you you're not allowed to drink. Yeah, I've been seeing those quite a lot. Yeah. No, no pissing in the street. Yeah, stuff like this, which is very basic, but it seems to be uh, necessary to uh, explain. I think it's uh, quite especially good, actually, the, the, yeah. the Brits that the indeed. Yeah, that's that's one of the things we, we did. And uh, it helped mm. uh, the the people working there. They say that it it makes for them their job um, easier because they can point at uh, the, the banners. Uh, we have more people cleaning the streets. More people, uh, you know, we call them hosts. So they are they are there to explain the 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 way we like people to behave. So they when when people are yelling, they they will just uh, tell them to or ask them to just be a bit quiet mm. because people are living there. Uh, a lot of those more short-term things we already did and we already started. Um, uh, and now um, uh, a professor is asked, his name is Sef Hemel, to uh, start a discussion in the city center of Amsterdam, basically with everybody that is either visiting Amsterdam, working here, living here, to think about the future of the, the city center. So he will open his um, uh, office this Friday in the Oude Kerk and um, have a lot of discussions there and which are open for everybody um, and he will be there for a month and then he will start writing an ID for the future. A proposal. And, yeah. Mm. Um, um, a vision and um, uh, a lot of new regulations will come out of that thing because there will be a discussion about prostitution. There will be a discussion about coffee shops and how they are uh, spread uh, over the over the city, so all these kinds of things we have to. Uh, yeah, because the uh, the majority of coffee shops is in the city center, right? Yeah, compared to other yeah. boroughs, this it's, it's very, really disproportionate. Very, 
Really? Yeah. If, mm. I think Zuidoost has one. I yeah. think New West has one. Mm, yeah. Uh, and in total, there's 170, I think. You did so, very good uh, preparation yeah. for this interview. Yeah. Um, you just love to yeah. read. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a pop quiz question once. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pop quiz question, a <laughs> difference pop quiz. Um, um, but the um, city center, they have not been giving out. No, nah, no, nah, it's, it's, a, it's a different topic. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I think we have to leave the that building. That is the end of the interview. Attention. Is that a real fire alarm? Check the neighbors. This doesn't normally happen no. during uh, during our interviews. Yeah. Keep on, keep on recording. Good. All right. Um, we, we mentioned before. We mentioned continue. Yeah. yeah. We mentioned before the hand having. Yes. And how um, I've had a lot of experiences with them in the past six months. Yeah. I actually got arrested by them um, for insulting one of them from a distance, which is a different topic of discussion. Um, but then they, I've seen them on trains quite a lot, giving out fines. And I do take an issue with the way that they operate. Not them in particular or with their job. But is but it hunt-having or the police? It's hunt-having. It's always hunt-having. Yeah. I've never had any issues with the police, but the hunt-having really... Because I could see the equivalency in England with yeah. the British Transport Police. Yeah. And they do a similar kind of job. Let's go down. I know, because I think it was just two things. Oh, here we go. Is that a false alarm? Yes. Okay, back to the hand having. It was a loose alarm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have the equivalency in England with the British Transport Police. Yeah. Um, and they do a similar job. They police the transport. They are general peacekeepers in the city. Yeah. Are we um, yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. And I've never had any problems with them. I have interactions with them. They also check tickets. They give out fines. But the way the hunt having operate, I feel like it's often a bunch of thugs. That's the impression that I get. Maybe that's because I've had these bad experiences. But that's also things that I hear from other people and the way that they operate on the trains in groups of 10 or larger I often see the 20 of them at a station I feel like that should maybe be it's also because you cannot communicate with them right then they yeah. just yeah. will come across more aggressively because they cannot mm. reason because with you. you cannot communicate because they speak Dutch or, or I mean they speak English as well but I feel like they really yeah. do not like speaking English to people on these trains this is um, something I, I did not hear earlier um, yeah. because, of course, there are sometimes problems, but this is not the way uh, they work, I think, and it's not the way they should work. Mm. Uh, more complaints we hear and uh, things we see on Twitter is that people say, well, they do nothing, which is not true, I know, because sometimes I just uh, walk with them around the city center to see what's happening to them, but also how hard it is to be insulted all the time, which all this aggression you get makes mm. makes it quite hard to do the job. Um, so, yeah, this is basically what I, how I can react to you, because mm. your experiences, they sound really bad, uh, and they should not have happened. Mm, they were quite bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was an altercation 
and then I ended up getting arrested by them and I got released by they the police. Can't, they can't They handed arrest. me over to the police. And yeah, they, that's they, what they can do. Yeah, that's what they, they had me, do. they said about my ID. I didn't have any ID when I had my driver's license and they got the police to arrest me on that. And then the police realized that it was a false case or that I hadn't really done anything wrong and they released me five hours later with no charges. And since then I kind of, maybe I view them skewed towards that, but I would like to maybe see some changes in the way they operate. I don't see the point in having a group of 10 of them on a train when it's a job that can be done by two. If you want to make sure that people have tickets and that people feel safe on these trains, having this large number of hand having, I feel just isn't efficient. And you could maybe split them no, up better between trains. No, it doesn't sound efficient. But then um, uh, to, 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 to be clear about who is doing which job, mm. uh, the hand having on the trains is not done by our people. Oh really? Okay. Because well, or are you, are you talking about the trams? It's it's um, it's public traffic is the, the, run the by metro, the public. The yeah. metro, yeah. No, it's 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 different organizations because okay. they are run by the metro people or the public traffic people. The people are working for the Stadsdale are the 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 people in blue you mm -hmm. see on the streets. Oh yes, yes, yes. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they are there, well, mostly to check whether people uh, comply comply with the regulations you see on the banners, like mm. no drinking, no peeing, uh, no photographs of sex workers. Mm. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, but I feel very sorry for you that you had this bad no, experience. It was actually... It was actually um, Felix is very sad, man. Yeah, yeah. He, well, it was a very funny experience, actually. Mm. It was he, quite surreal, and it was... Uh, he wrote, like, two rap albums in those four hours. Yeah. So. Did a lot of push-ups when I was in jail. Free Felix. Came out Which jacked. Is always good. Yeah, it was great. Mm. So to to move on to um, how how Liverpool, especially the the city centre of Amsterdam, will be and will remain, um, uh, just uh, we will quickly. Uh, I want to ask you about Airbnb. Yeah. And uh, I think Wethouder Evans of of Boning is yeah. uh, always trying to uh, talk with Airbnb, but I think. In the reports last month, he said uh, Airbnb walked away and it failed again. Um, so when I when I was looking at um, the regulations of different cities in the world towards Airbnb, it was, for instance, that in Santa Monica, they have very strict laws where um, if you want to rent out a room to Airbnb, uh, the person renting it out is necessarily living in the same house as well. And it's only for, I think, 30 days a year. Um, what what are the uh, the reasons why Amsterdam has been unable to implement such strict this laws? This is exactly the law we have. But now it's still 60 days, right? And uh, back to 30 days. Um, you have to um, um, register the moment uh, you rent it out because before we had yeah. this registration uh, duty. We could not check how long uh, apartments were uh, rented out by Airbnb. But the whole problem is, on the one hand, you can regulate a lot of things and make new laws. But on the other hand, uh, some of those laws are very difficult to, to uh, enforce. To yeah. enforce. Yeah. Um, and that is what is the problem with Airbnb, because I truly believe that it's not a big difference between 60 days or 30 days. The, the problem is people investing in apartments and renting them out for 365 days. But still, uh, we have people uh, trying to enforce the laws, but it's, 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 it's not as easy as you would think.
No, I, so I, I don't I, think I'm, it's easy. No, really. I'm signing letters m- uh, almost every day uh, that uh, handhaving can enter homes to check whether they're mm. they're rented out illegally. Um, but then they have to prove the whole case. And, well, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But we're really mm. on it. Can and especially not, the enforcement. Can you not work in cooperation with Airbnb to see how many days a specific property is rented out That's on an account? That's one of the problems of Airbnb. They're very close with their data. They don't feel um, they have to cooperate with us. So yeah. there are discussions and going on the, all the, the time. the amount of money they can make if they cooperate yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. That's tricky. Yeah. So they say that they uh, cooperate, but they don't. Unless you have actual people seeing people come in and out, then you don't really have much evidence against the, yeah, seeing the people coming in and out, um, neighbors that are complaining, so they can uh, call the municipality to, to to say that they suspect their neighbors or uh, yeah. of renting out their apartment, and uh, there are also people scraping internet to see whether they can match the addresses. High tech stuff. Uh, yeah. High tech, high tech. <laughs> <laughs> For the mu- municipality, it's very, very modern, but yeah. uh, it's not really high tech, I think. But, but are you are you optimistic good. about uh, yes about the enforcement? Do you think it yeah, will, and it I will think work over time? Because a few years ago, Airbnb seemed to be a very nice idea uh, to like share your apartment and just have other yeah. people and show the city, and it it seemed very nice. Uh, yeah. But in the end, like a lot of things in Amsterdam, that start out as something nice, something new, end up in something extremely commercial, which is really not good for the neighborhood. Uh, I'm very happy that my neighbors don't rent out their apartment because then, well, their balcony is next to my bedroom. So new tourists every weekend would be a big problem. And that's what mm. you see now in certain areas. So yeah. I think we can we can uh, solve it, but it will take quite a long time. It also drives up prices for residents here as well because you have less available properties for renting. But there's yeah. more reasons for that. Yeah, yeah it's. I think the, the main reason is that it's so great to live in the city center of Amsterdam that everybody wants to come here and then yeah. prices go up. Mm. And how do you feel about... Because um, one thing that I've noticed um, in the last four years living here is how this city is so centralized. I, I grew up in London where you have many many different city centers around and i know it's a much bigger city but i feel like one of the problems with amsterdam is that where you live is how good it is when you tell people where you live it's basically dependent on how close you are to the city center and outside of that there's a lot of social segregation that goes on i feel do you feel like there's any initiatives going towards helping fix that i think it's 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 uh, already happening mm-hmm. um and that is what historically, when you see how Amsterdam uh, uh, grew historically. Grew like an onion. Almost. Yeah, like an onion. It started in, the, in the city center. Mm. What, like Shrek? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, 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 so it, the city center was for, in the 70s, it was almost empty because nobody wanted to live there uh, because everybody wanted to have a garden and had more space. And so everybody moved out. Yeah. And then people came back in again. And now the city center is so expensive that people can't pay to live here anymore. So a lot of new centers are popping up. It's I know most of my friends that when they go for dinner, they don't go to, to the city center. They will go to the east or, or the west of the city. And there are even more things starting up in north and south-ost where it's much, much easier to book a table 
much more diverse to go for dinner there. Right. So um, it's already happening. And, and I, I think it's better that it just happens instead of us as a government trying to push people to other yeah. areas. You can't really push integration no, through policy. Yeah. No. Well, you, you, can, you can do some integration. Nudging. Integration yeah. is something else. Of course, you can work on that. It, it, it depends on schooling. It depends on the way uh, houses are built and how uh, different the price range is there. So those are things we're working on. But um, having more centers where people want to go out, it's already happening. Mm. And that's fine. And, and it even uh, takes the pressure off the city center. Definitely. So it's good. And it's it's good to, well, sometimes you go here, sometimes you go there. So that's what I do. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, one, one final question yeah. then before yeah. we will wrap it up. Um, we'll say I go back to the office. Before you go back. Yeah. Um, you live in Amsterdam, you work in Amsterdam. What is your favorite place in Amsterdam? Um, the Maagdebrug. The Maagdebrug. Yeah. A friend of ours also says that. That's yeah. his favorite spot in the city, yeah. I love it. Um, I, I love swam. the James Bond scene there. Oh, but that's a very old one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, this, I think it's 72 or something. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I uh, swam twice in the, the city swim. <laughs> uh, so I swam twice under the Maagdebrug. Oh, that's nice. And then when I got married to your neighbor, uh, we had a boat trip <laughs> under the Maagdebrug. So it's just full of romance. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> that, that must be... A That must be a place with a lot of yeah, good memories. Yeah, and then now I can see from the Maagdebrug, I can see my office, the Stopera. So <laughs> oh, it's just... Uh, well, if you look a bit better, you may be even see able you to as see well. yeah. Uber Radio <laughs> as well. Okay, Masha, Masha ten Bruggekate, if I say it correctly. Thank you for uh, for joining us uh, on this on this nice morning. It's been lovely uh, chatting to you. Yeah, thank mm. you. And and it's it's great that we survived the fire alarm as well. Yeah, we made of it course. alive. Of course, we're a low alarm, low yeah. alarm. Don't worry about us. Okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for listening. Thank you. In a bit. <laughs>